Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. From Variety, celebrating more than 115 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. It, it, but you were aware suddenly when I came back from the holidays and we went back to school that there was a, an atmosphere in, in the town, a, you know, a, cl- a cloud, literally, uh, metaphorically a cloud above it. And uh, people were fearful. And my father being a doctor as well, he, he traveled in, in, in both areas, the Falls Road, the Shankill Road, his patients were all in between. So he was very much in the front line of what was happening. Belfast star Kieran Hines remembers well the actual events that are dramatized in the Oscar-nominated film from Kenneth Branagh. I'm Clayton Davis. On this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast, Kieran Hines is here to discuss his role as Pop in Belfast, his own Oscar nomination, and working with some of the best directors in Hollywood, who he actually met up with during the Oscar nominees luncheon. It's all next on this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. Irish veteran actor Kieran Hines had never been nominated for an Academy Award until this year, despite outstanding performances in films like Munich and Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. But now, he's in the running for Best Supporting Actor for Playing Pop in the Focus Features release, Belfast, which has also been nominated for Best Picture. Written and directed by Kenneth Branagh, Belfast tells a semi-autobiographical story of Buddy, played by Jude Hill, a young boy who lives in Northern Ireland during the tumultuous late 1960s. Alongside his working-class family that includes his parents, played by Jamie Dornan and Katrina Balfe, and his grandparents, played by Kieran Hines and Judy Dench, the family faces life lessons and decisions that could break them apart. When is your next chance? We have to do a project about the moon landing. What did those boys not come back from that? They did. Now we have to cut things out of the papers and explain how they got there. If they did get there, they did get to the moon. It's not what it says here. God doesn't like it. And I watched every night, too, that they were up there. And how did I never see Mike Collins in the mothership doing his orbit? Surely you would have seen the sheep of Columbus against the light of the moon. No, that's because mostly he was on the dark side. Exactly, it's the side that Lucifer hangs his shillelagh. No, he was on the dark side of the moon most of the time where we couldn't see him. You know, when he was doing his orbit and then maybe, you know, just before he was due to come around the corner, you had to go in for your tea. If I could come up with something smart about that, maybe I could step at the top desk and wait till she gets back there. Well, you could say the moon's made of green cheese and drop down a place. Or you could do the project together, you and the young lady. You get the same marks and maybe end up on the same seat together. But how do you even talk to her? 
Born in Belfast, where the story takes place, Kieran Hines has been a versatile actor for years, featuring memorable turns in Oscar-nominated films such as There Will Be Blood from Paul Thomas Anderson and Munich from Steven Spielberg. As Pop, a role originally offered to the recent Best Actor winner Anthony Hopkins, Hines looks to have finally found his Oscar dance. It could mirror the winning strategy for past respected character actors such as Jim Broadbent when he won for Iris in 2001, coincidentally also starring Judi Dench. I recently spoke to Hines about the critical acclaim for Belfast, his role in the film, and finally landing that Oscar nomination. But first, I wanted to set the record straight once and for all on how to pronounce his first name. Yeah, I've been called many things. Some <laughs> Kier, to my it's face. Kier, it's Kieran. And you know who taught me it? Katrina Balfe. Uh, well, Katrina Balfe, because uh, Katrina has also a, an accent on mm-hmm. her name, a fada, we call it. But uh, really, in the north of Ireland, I'd be called Kieran. Hmm. And in the south of Ireland, they'd be called Kieran because oh. they'd use the accent. We've been saying, a lot of people here have been saying Syrian and a lot of that. <laughs> I have been often called Syrian. I know. Had, I don't we, mind at all. We had Something elegant about Syrian. Congratulations, sir, on your Oscar nomination. It took too damn long. I'll just say <laughs> for a lot of us, we've been waiting for it for a long time, but congratulations. Really? Well, thank you very much. I had uh, no inkling about that. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, listen, you got it for you know, working with the biggest troublemaker in the business, Kenneth Branagh, right? You know, he just you mean makes a lot of movies that are good. Sir Kenneth of the Branagh. Sir Kenneth, I yeah. Know. So in a knight of the realm, I how, know. How did you get involved with uh, with Belfast? How, how did you get I was, into uh, it? Well, it was, it was right in that first big COVID outbreak, and we were all locked down, locked away mm-hmm. in hiding. And uh, uh, the rules were different in France, and I'd gone over. Uh, my wife, Helen, she's French-Vietnamese, and I went over to support her because she was in rehearsals for a play down in Lyon. So I was just uh, chilling in Lyon and uh, being daisy domestic <laughs> at home. And uh, out of the blue, I got a call uh, from my agent who said that uh, a fella called uh, Ken Branagh would like to talk to me. And uh, we met by Zoom. We'd said hello to each other once or twice in our lives. It's weird. We're from the same city. There's about seven or eight years between us. And we've never worked together in any project. And strange. I feel like you guys are broken from the same branch. Like you guys would like have been working together for. Yeah. Well, that's why when it came like that, I mean, I'd met him socially twice, maybe for five minutes. Oh, wow. And uh, so when it came, it was, uh, I thought there must have been something in the offing, you know, when he said he'd like to talk to you. I thought. This, there's a there's a reason for this. It's not just like, I was wondering how you're doing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he then said he had written this story about his um, family and uh, he he was looking for people to play his grandparents. And he said, of course, uh, Dame Judy will be playing my grandmother because I love them both. And uh, I would love to offer you the role of pop. And uh, I went, I was quite surprising because uh, it sort of was just laid out like that yeah. and such a warm and generous gesture and then he said would you mind if I sent you the script and I said I wouldn't mind at all yeah. and uh, it came and uh, I, I sort of 
gleaned within eight or ten pages that it was a beautiful piece of writing. I mean, true to the times, true to the place, uh, it was also heightened a little bit, but the essential truth and the core and heart of the soul of the people of mm -hmm. Belfast were in that script from the very beginning. So you knew pretty much early on in that in reading it that you wanted in. Yeah, yeah, I did, and uh, and even if he cast Dame Judi Dench as my wife, that wasn't going to get in the way. How about that? <clears throat> um, you know, the cast. Uh, this is a really dynamic, interesting cast. Very talented. Very good looking, you know, it's in a bad way that is just really like Jamie Dornan, especially the guy just, you know, he, he can sing, he can act. He's yeah, just he, like, and he's a really cool guy. He's a nice guy and on top of that. And he's very funny. And as well, he's got an easy, beautiful wit about him. And he is a really terrific actor. Yeah. And uh, I mean, what's strange is I know uh, Judy and I have been nominated, but this, it's weird because I never expected anything like this. We started at the beginning to make a story that hopefully yeah. would touch people and end a story. Mm -hmm. But it's, a, you know, in a way it's exploded and people have connected with it in a very deep way. And, it, and that's really thrilling. It's so gratifying that this story, and it's because I think it's based on, on, on an essential truth. It came from the heart of someone who wrote it. Uh, and also he has the skill, obviously, as a filmmaker yeah. and how to tell it. But um, what I loved about Jamie, uh, the, the idea that there's so many references to films uh, through and television and cowboys. Because mm -hmm. Belfast, I mean, my parents and grandparents, my uncles, everybody was into Westerns. Wow. That was their, their favorite genre of, of everything was American Westerns. And uh, so it's true about the, the men of Belfast who maybe fantasized about wearing six guns and all that. <laughs> and uh, But Jamie, there's this wonderful line in it. I don't know if you pick it up. It said to the side, because Jamie walks in the first time he comes back from working in England. Mm -hmm. and he walks through the... The barricade is a bit of uh, altercation with a soldier about yeah. getting in, and and the guy just says to him, "They nearly got you there, Steve McQueen." Oh, I, did, I, did, oh, I think there's 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 a huge amount of little references, and mm -hmm. people in Belfast are really dry and witty, so they call him Steve McQueen because he's kind of the handsome guy yeah. in the block. But it's in there already. Yeah, and it's also. See, now I have to give it a nice rewatch because I I didn't even pick up on that. Looking at uh, all, all your contributions, you've been over 120 TV and film roles, quite <laughs> quite, quite a filmography. You know, at 25 years old, it's very impressive, you know, for you to do such a thing, you know, and yeah, yeah, that, I know. that many projects that fast. I don't know, 17 yeah, in a exactly, week. Exactly. You've been working hard at it. <laughs> um, what have you, it's always interesting to know, what drew you to acting? Why is Kieran Hines an actor today? I don't know. I, my, my mother used to, um, there was an amateur actress. She was very good, I believe. But she, there was a choice when she might have uh, gone to uh, to act down at the Abbey Theatre in Dublin. But she was enough of my father. And they decided in those days, they just she would give it up. She'd be a, a wife and mother and create the family together. So there was that side of it. My father was a, he was a doctor. He was a GP, a medical doctor. and he. Um, but he also was a gentle storyteller or something. So I, I don't know. We, we are products of our families and the old DNA that comes down. And um, of course, my nature is kind of different. Maybe it's more like my father, but maybe the acting genes came from my mother. Uh, and when I was young, uh, I did a lot of Irish dancing, mm. a lot of, uh, and through Irish dancing, what we called Irish ballet, which was... Uh, Irish legends told through dance and mime. Uh, so it was quite dramatic. Uh, all these legendary heroes, uh, Celtic legendary heroes. And that was quite a dramatic influence. And then there was a bit of Shakespeare at school. And, uh, and then I went off to study law and that didn't work out. So, <laughs> hey, 
<laughs> something. What kind did. of lawyer would you have been? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I have, <laughs> considering I was, I think I was playing more poker and uh, snooker. I don't think I would have been much of a yeah. lawyer at all. <laughs> um, you know, uh, so many of you are from. Yeah, I mean, the almost the entire cast is from Belfast, uh, or just from Ireland, Northern yeah, Ireland North, in, yeah. in general. Um, so obviously. Kenneth Branagh's personal connection to the story. It's about him. Uh, but you're around and alive during the time that this film takes place. Um, do you, do you recall, like what, what do you remember of that time? Uh, were, were you living in Belfast or, or in that uh, time period? Yeah. Well, the, the event when, you know, the date flashes up 15th of August, 1969, mm -hmm. and we were actually on holidays. It was summer holidays. So a lot of people were out of Belfast, but whenever it kicked off, there was a, this suddenly uh, eruption of violence and, and then it kind of went calmed a little bit. But once it was unleashed, one action was going to produce another reaction. It was going to set off a chain of events that would go down a very dark place yeah. for the next 25 years. <clears throat> and, you know, some of it is political, some of it's geographical. You know, it's a complicated, it's religious, it's a, it's, a, it's a mixture. It's not just black and white, it's complicated. Yeah. But um, I guess I was 16 at the time. And, you know, swaggering around like you think you're 16. <laughs> a, you think you're immortal, yeah. you know, and you think, yeah, whatever. And then you're trying to be the big lad. And um, it, it, But you were aware suddenly when I came back from the holidays and we went back to school, going into sort of the last grade, as it were, before you went, maybe went to university or college, yeah. that there was a, there was a, there was a, an atmosphere in, in the town, a, you know, a, cl a cloud, literally, uh, metaphorically a cloud above it. And... Uh, and it, it, people were fearful. And my father being a doctor as well, he 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 traveled in in, in in both areas, the Falls Road, the Shankill Road. His patients were all in between. So he was very much in the front line of what was happening then. And uh, I think he kept a lot of it uh, to himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jude Hill, who uh, plays your grandson, I was at an event with you recently uh, in which you said, you know, you, you've you see a fine actor in front of you. Also, you gained a grandson out of this. So I just want to know, are these applications readily available to, you know, apply to have you as our grandfather? Because <laughs> I'm really jealous of Jude Hill here that he gets to call Kieran Hines' his grandpa. And here we are, you know, just sitting here trying to join the club. But, but how is it working with this young, like, little he is he's an, he's an actor he can do a lot at such a young age he is uh, he is phenomenal he really is and with Ken I mean Ken did, he, he shows him out of 300 people you know you narrow it down you say what have they gotten people instinctual people with other gifts there was one very interesting thing Ken said to me he said I've got this I find this wonderful young Young boy, and I really believe he's going to see it through. It's because it's complicated. The amount he has to carry in the film is huge. Yeah. And uh, he said, I really think he can see it through. He's done little bits of acting, not a lot, but there's something about um, his intelligence, his intuition, his, uh, his joy uh, and interest in things around him not like uh, some kids are bored or just into their own thing their own world their own fancy yeah. he's interested in, in, in adults what are they saying to each other in that but not in a nosy perspective yeah. just as a, a natural learning yeah. curiosity about life life yeah. in, in general and then he said Ken said um, also he does Irish dancing so I know he has a bit of rigour and discipline because you have to keep going over yeah. and over those steps until they become part of you so, uh, and then when we met him, of course, how could you not fall in love with that face, that open face?
his eyes especially like and there's when he's watching the scenes in which he's watching the movie or even just watching his parents dance together and just be together oh yeah i mean that that beautiful shot but at the end and which i didn't you know we didn't know what ken was what he was shooting we weren't talking about we we're just kind of capture the hearts of people mm-hmm. and when he cuts back after i get judy up to have that little dance and mm-hmm. declaration it's just this cut back to um Jude yeah. with his feet on the table with a smile <laughs> so wide like from yeah. ear to ear yeah. and you just get look at the happiness of that fella seeing two old people in love with each other it's yeah. beautiful oh, it is oh great um, uh, Jamie Dornan playing your son and Katrina Balfe uh, playing your daughter-in-law uh, who have also just excellent chemistry uh, in the movie again with Jamie singing everlasting love and just like being again, his charming self. Um, But they really represent this next generation of great actors that are, you know, there's always this transition, you know, we have our vets, our greats like yourself. And then we look down the line, you know, who's going to be the ones to climb up the ranks. And they look like they, they are filling that out. And it's interesting because it's not sudden. It's not sudden. They've been working away and, and, and taking do projects. And some of them take them in, in projects or, or do uh, things for a reason, whether it's financial or what, to give them security. Yeah. But I do know from the depth of my heart that this meant so much to them. Even Never matter how it's been received, which has been kind of glorious and thrilling, the actual work on something that was to them profound about the nature of our tribe of people in the north of Ireland, the <laughs> borders, deeply meant so much. It wasn't about saying like uh, big American films want to be in this and that or this franchise. It was about the work of uh, storytelling, actually. Mm. And so from that, and you saw the quality of their work in it. Mm. Uh, do you know, um, it was a funny thing. When they went in, I think Katrina tells the story, she was shocked when she went in, when they were going for makeup tests. Uh, they had on the picture, uh, in front of Jamie and Katrina, they had a picture of Marlon Brando and uh, Bridget Pardo. Mm-hmm. And it was that idea, like, how glamorous could you be? <laughs> I mean, it was kind of fun because it was uh, that's outrageously mm-hmm. glamorous, the idea of what beautiful people. And at the same time, Katrina was going, what? And at the same time, they have their own natural beauty, yeah. don't they? You can yeah, see that on screen. Yeah. But they also have a, a, a lovely, warm charisma yeah. and a strength. And that's, uh, that's what we see. After the break, more from Kieran Hines. From Los Angeles, this is the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. It's the Variety Award Circuit Podcast, and I'm Clayton Davis. We're chatting with Oscar nominee Kieran Hines about Belfast. As we return to our conversation, I'm asking Hines about his co-stars, and in particular, working with opposite the one and only Dame Judi Dench. Tell me about this working with Judy Dench, this great up and comer in this in this industry. She's gonna go places. Oh, I think she's one got day. a lot to learn. I yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> she's a she's a special one. Um, I was asked had, had I ever ever worked with her, and uh, 
I think she'd successfully avoided me for 45 years. She heard she heard the word on the block and said, no way, until, uh, I guess, Ken presented her uh, with this opportunity, which I don't know if she sees it with both hands, but um, we got on with such an ease uh, because um, she's genuinely uh, a, a, a warm and fascinating person because she's interested in all kinds of things. And she has a mind that flicks very quickly to, from one thing to radically to another thing. She yeah. just has that. And Ken has as well. I've noticed that in the both of them. And so that's suddenly they're quoting Shakespeare to each other, like endless. And you go like, how can you retain that stuff still? But they do. They have this, this gift. And also... She's a rebel, you know, at heart, she's a rebel. And that's what, that's where you see the fire. Yeah. You know, which is great. Kachina Balfour also told me she's very funny and very like, like, interestingly, but not like grandma funny, like a very, like, tells good, dirty jokes funny. Like uh, Apparently so. Well, she kept them from me. Maybe she didn't. Uh, about see? <laughs> I guess because I was in the company of Jude and uh, <laughs> she didn't watch anything going on there. I'm dying to hear them now. I know, right? You have to give her a call. Uh, by the way, so actually this is a great transition to my next question. Um, you know, you've been nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Judy Dench nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Coincidentally, the second oldest woman to ever be nominated in that category, uh, Judy Dench at 86. Missed it by, by a couple months of, uh, of Gloria Stewart, yeah, when she was nominated for Titanic. But uh, you <laughs> you received your first Oscar nomination. I know actors don't do it for the awards. They don't do it for the notoriety. But there were a lot of people rooting for you to get that piece of recognition at some point because you've been around for so long. So what did it feel like hearing your name called on that morning and see it flash across the screen? Um, well, being a man of a certain age, uh, you know, I wasn't hollering and whooping. Yeah. Um, and actually, I was traveling from London to Paris at the time and my phone started pinging. <laughs> and the truth is, I, and this is the truth, I... I wasn't aware that it was that morning because <laughs> I had been being domestically challenged by my daughter in London. I was about to be domestically challenged in Paris by my wife. Yeah. So that's just what the focus on. And then the phone started exploding. And that's how I found out. And I spent the next two and a half hours answering messages. And Jonathan Franzen's latest book was left to one side. Um, but uh, no, it, I mean, it was kind of a, for me, honestly, it was like a bit enervating, mm. you know, because it's, it's such a, an honor. I mean, it's nothing I ever expected or aspired to. And then you're suddenly named amongst them. And uh, that in itself is um, extraordinary. It's a recognition amongst all your peers, of the people who work at, at the highest level of, of, of the industry, that uh, that the work wasn't atrocious, no. as we'd say. So, um, you finally got the know, good reviews. Yeah, you know, yeah. Good. But uh, no, it's, uh, it's genuinely really uh, gratifying and humbling. Yeah. I was with you at the nominee uh, luncheon, and I believe you were at the at one table over from Steven Spielberg, uh, who you worked with uh, Munich. Yeah. Uh, any reunite? Any discussions about Munich Two or anything like that? <laughs> no, it, it has been me because I haven't. Um, well, and the table beside him, beside me, was Paul Thomas Anderson, and uh, I hadn't seen either of those gentlemen since I rapped on both their films. So we're talking really? 15, 16 years ago, just the nature of the work. I went back to theater. I haven't been working in America so much. And uh, just to see them and to, and to thank them, actually, for the opportunity to work because they are extraordinarily gifted people. We know that. They make films that are at the, the peak and a variety of films. They are mm -hmm. masters. And to, to understand that I've actually been part of it, 
for a bit. And um, I just went, and no, I was wondering, I wonder will Stephen remember me? And <laughs> I, I, no, I, you know, he's yeah. worked something. And he did, and he was so warm. They were both so warm and embraced it. And for me, that was uh, probably the highlight of the luncheon, just to say hello to them. So no sequels to There Will Be Blood or Munich. Uh, uh, the well, if there is going to be Listen, there, There's a good sequel for There Will Be Blood somewhere out there. <laughs> that can definitely be written. Um, as you as you look forward, you know, now, now that you, you know, you're the biggest star in Hollywood. Now you're Academy Award nominee. Kira yeah, yeah, Hines yeah, out, right? Yeah, you're yeah. just walking around. Uh, you know, you're, you're still working consistently and you have a few things uh, on your roster. Want to know if you could talk anything about them. Uh, the Wonder that you're going to work with uh, Sebastian, uh, sorry, Sebastian Lelio. Lelio. Lelio, yeah. yes. Yeah, the Chilean director. Yeah. yeah. I just did a little, they, they were looking for uh, just like five uh, actors of a certain weight just to come in for a week or okay. two to play um, kind of patriarchs in a, in a Victorian uh, Irish village. It's it's quite a, a strange uh, book about faith, and it, it gets very dark at times. It has the rather brilliant Florence Pugh um, fronting it. It's really about her. And then they, they had a few of us old lags, you might say, in <laughs> to represent um, the Bangas, and... Uh, I put my priest collar on, and uh, then I was also. Uh, I can't remember what else was going on. You could tell me. Oh, we're going, you oh, you, oh yeah, what, what uh, in it? the land of saint, saints and sinners. Oh, Liam yeah. Neeson, another uh, yeah. Irish lad. You know, he's who does a lot of great uh, fun. Yeah, movies. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be some type of really intense. Uh, I guess it might be. Yeah, that's kind of. Go in April, I think, in Donegal, because we were the closest of all friends since we were 18. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, and uh, yeah, we've just been quite very close. And we both got our first uh, job in a film by, from the great John Borman in Excalibur. And we were kind of kids in armor. And uh, <laughs> uh, we, we, and we had a lot of scenes close by each other, and some of it we couldn't do for laughing at each other. It has to be said, but um, hopefully uh, we've got a hold of that a bit and see if we can do this film, which is kind of a a man who has um, a story about a man who uh, carries out some killings on behalf of uh, for some kind of moral justice, but he's trying to put down the gun, and then incidents happen. Yeah, Um Question back to the nominee luncheon. Who besides obviously Paul and Stephen? Was there anyone else in there that you were really excited to meet that you hadn't met before? Uh, I mean, Billie Eilish was in the room. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> mothers. I mean, Andrew Garfield. I was very happy to see Andrew because we we just pa passed at one stage on silence, and mm -hmm. uh, and he's such a consummate actor. I mean, the work he does and Tick Tick Boom. Well, the work he does, and yeah, it was it's magnificent. Um, so that was a thrill just to be in, and Benedict Cumberbatch, who um, uh, we've worked a couple of times in film, but we did Tinker Hamlet. Taylor Soldier Spy. That's right, together, yeah. Right? yeah. And Amazing Grace yes, was the way yeah. back. And then we did Hamlet. I played Claudius when he did a, mm. a, a wonderful Hamlet about five or six years ago. And so I, we hadn't, again, hadn't crossed. It was one of those moments where you get to see people and um, you get fed. It's not going to be outrageous. And people, but I did see over the corner, I didn't have the courage to go up and say, I'd like to say hello. It was Javier Bardem and mm -hmm. Penelope Cruz. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're phenomenal um, in their work. And um, yeah, I just didn't have the bottle to go up. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so actually, at, at the beginning of the luncheon, I saw you speaking with uh, Alfred Molina. So you guys g g hug and it was like, I was like, 
they're friends. Like they, this is a reuniting moment. It is, and, and we've never worked together, and we've just crossed. But there's something about why is no one working with Kieran Hines? Like, fun, know, it, <laughs> the word is trendier. out, you know. Yeah, it was like, but and no, it was great to see because yeah. he's such a warm person by nature, and uh, and uh, and such a good actor. But what was interesting was that he's married with um, Jenny Lee. Oh, Jennifer Lee. Jennifer, yeah, yeah, Jenny yeah, Lee. Yeah. Jenny Lee. Yes, and and Jennifer Lee, and uh, they were married, but. Um, I'd never met Jennifer Lee, but I'd worked with her on oh, Frozen. No way. <laughs> you never, you never, I never, no, I'd seen her on a screen in a oh. studio. I was in Paris doing the voice of the troll in mm -hmm. Frozen. And so, and we'd smiled and smiled at each other and said thanks and talked. Never met her until I met her as a, I don't know what you say, Mrs. Molina? Yeah. <laughs> or, uh, I, oh was, my God, that's that me. was very pleasant. Really, really nice. He's next on the docket, by the way. We got you an Oscar nom. I got to get Alfred Molina uh, one. I'm working on that. <laughs> Oh yeah, this hasn't uh, well, happened yet. He's he's owed like two of them, so <laughs> we're working on it. Uh, uh, two last questions. One is, uh, obviously you've provided the voice of Steppenwolf on Zack on um, the Justice League. Uh, Zack Snyder first the the Zack Snyder Justice League, and obviously the original. Are you aware of like the fandom, the following for the superhero like? genre especially like Zack snyder with the justice league and getting that um you know the snyder cut made were you even like part of any of that or I, aware I, was of it? I was i was aware of a little bit but because i don't tweet and i don't part of the instagram not i mean you're, huge, that, you're huge on twitter on instagram that, yeah. I, yeah well I, I, I don't do that there yeah. I, things that you're part of that you don't know but i there was something that somebody pointed out to me that came that i was quoted as saying and i uh I don't remember making a quote, but it was used um, in some form, and I wasn't going to get involved yeah. because uh, once you know, once that starts, everybody jump in. It's a bun fight, you know, yeah, and yeah. circle the wagons, and people start behaving ridiculously. Yeah. So whatever people get on with, what I was really thrilled about was that Zach got to make the film that he he set out to make, and it was a very very difficult time for him, as we know, the loss of a daughter is yeah. beyond beyond uh, compare, really, and. The, the fact that then it was taken, I guess, the, it was Warner Brothers had to then make the product and get it out there. But for him to come back, and, and obviously that's interesting that you're talking about acting, because this movement mm -hmm. to support him to get his vision created yeah. and then to get that extra done. And then I believe it's uh, people are really happy with the version because there's a lot more tangents, a lot more uh, depth to what he was trying to do. Yeah. That's four hours long and they get all the most movie that they asked for. So, right. That's, well, no, that, that's, that's pretty heartening, actually. You know, the person who actually started out, created it, something happened along the way and then he gets he completed. It. It. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, uh, you know, I, I always imagine that there's one role that every actor is just dying to make and they just haven't they haven't got it it sits somewhere there like if i had the opportunity i would do this or i would i would want to play this role do you have that one that you haven't done yet and i feel like you do yeah no i don't you don't you don't have that one no and, and i always think like well think of one yeah. you know force yourself to think of one and i still can't don't honestly be, it's only because of the way I'm made. Do you know what I mean? We're all made different. I know people are very brave and ambitious and take on roles and want to. I'm kind of the opposite. <laughs> I like to say, what, what are we all going to do together here? Yes, yeah. you know, and and be part of the storytelling unit as opposed to be the individual wanting to create roles. Also, you'd need to be really sure of yourself mm. to say, I'm going to give my, you know, because when you say I give my, and you go like, 
well, who's interested in that? Yeah. And what, what direction are you going in? And sometimes it's interesting when other people see whatever your gifts are, whatever they may be, and want to channel that because they're seeing something else. And I think that uh, objective view is very important in the work we do, mm. of course. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, is there a director or actor you haven't worked with yet that you would uh, be opportunity? I mean, I mean, you haven't worked with anyone. Uh, evidently, we're sitting here. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I never worked with them, and then I'm like, how does that? How does that not happen? Uh, yeah, no. But I love. But the thing is, I also uh, it's when I go to the theater as well. When I uh, go to watch uh, actors being great or this weave a spell, I know some actors who want, wish they were in that, and wow. I, I'm so happy not to be. You should because, be the next James Bond. Because That's I'm what I think it. you should do. I know. What yeah. do you call it? Uh, the septuagenarian Bond. <laughs> That's Kieran Hines, Oscar nominee for Best Supporting Actor for Belfast. Available now to watch on demand. And that's it for this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. The Award Circuit Podcast is edited by Drew Griffith and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest Oscar predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. Until next time, for Jazz Tanke, Janelle Riley, and Michael Schneider, I'm Clayton Davis. We'll see you on the circuit. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.